You're listening to a message from Canby Foursquare Church in Canby, Oregon. We pray that this message will be an encouragement to you. Visit canbyfoursquare.com to learn more. The 
Great. 
children wait no more. Hope is on the horizon. Weary world, behold your promised Messiah.
Merry Christmas. You may be seated. It's good to have you here this evening. We get to celebrate this great time together, and it's wonderful to have you and your family and friends with us here today. And what we do is we just pray God's great grace and peace be on you and all of your family. There was a conversation that Mary had. She had this conversation with an angel. And the conversation went something like this. It says, The angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom There shall be no end. The angel spoke to Mary at a time that she was most vulnerable, a time that she was young, and he brought these wonderful gifts of hope. Wrapped in that short conversation are hope-filled conversations that went on with Mary and with Gabriel. Right now, you may be really busy, Maybe you're experiencing decision fatigue or compassion fatigue or maybe you've made some changes for the first time and this Christmas is actually one that you're relaxing and you're enjoying. Wherever you are, I want you to do this. Just take a moment and consider the first words that the angel spoke to Mary. He said to her, fear not. How comforting is that? What a wonderful promise that is. That brings us this wonderful gift that God has given us. The first gift for Mary to receive is just really to be known. The angel offered relational understanding with a short, powerful encouragement. He said, fear not, Mary. So notice that God's messenger here demonstrated an awareness of what a holy visit might do to a young teenager. How did he do that? He settled her heart by using her name. So important that we understand and know each other's names. It's so personal. In fact, on Sunday when I was leaving the the church, someone came up to me and said, do you you know who I am? And that's always a test that freaks me out just a little bit. So you remember my name? And I said, well, I know your first name is Phil. And he said, you're right. He goes, do you know my last name? And I said, your last name is is Nelson. And he said, darn, I'm going to lose a bet with my wife. Because they didn't think that I knew his name. But I'll tell you something. Whether the people that you're around and spend time with remember your name or not, God does. God knows your name. And by just simply knowing your name, it brings courage. It brings strength. It's a core that all of us have, a longing for many of us, that God knows this, that he, that he knows your name. And I think the second gift that Mary received was clarity about how the Lord saw her. He said, you have found favor with God. See, she's told that God sees her with kindness and generosity. And so this second gift is a relational compass. Whatever is stated after this, Mary knows that God sees her and accepts her. And that's a beautiful thing to experience, a wonderful gift during this Christmas season that you're not only known by name by God, 
but he accepts you with great grace and generosity. Mary knows that God sees her and accepts her. And here is trust being established. It isn't that uncertainty about the future is gone, but uncertainty about who is watching over her and who will be with her is no longer part of the equation. And I think there's a third gift wrapped up in this. A third gift that Mary received is a very clear what's next. The angel says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you'll name him Jesus. You see, the angel prepared Mary that significant change was coming. I'm not someone who really likes a lot of change. I like things to kind of stay where I can expect them and and I can live in that comfort zone of my own. But here, this great change is coming, and what does the angel do? The angel lets Mary know that it is coming and that God is going to be there. You see, most of our life, we experience certain changes, but we don't always have clear steps to those changes. Yet in that moment, Mary was given the gift. This was the gift. I'm giving you clarity about the changes that are about to happen in your life. We just need to know that his presence is real and that his promise to us, especially this season, is that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. That's the promise that God gives to all of us, that he will be there, that his presence is real, that he will abide with you and he will guide you in whatever your journey is and what it's about. And then there's another gift that Mary received, and that's the knowledge of who this baby would be. You see, the angel said to Mary, he will be very great, a son of the Most High. So not only is she going to get pregnant, the child she's going to carry is the Christ child, the anointed one, the one that the prophets of old spoke of time and time again. And she was told that she was going to carry that Christ child, the Savior of all the world. And that's why we're here. That's why we celebrate You see, before she gets to the well-known, magnificent prayer that she prays, how did she make sense of all this monumental news? God is both Lord of our outcome and also the Lord of our process. Remember that. That while he might show you your direction, he will be with you while you're on the journey. Consider your own circumstances. Think about where you are right now. Perhaps you're able to trust the Lord with the final outcome of something in your life, but the actual process of getting there is really hard. Would you remember this? God is with you in both situations. You know, when God says something, he says, this is where we're going to go, this is where I'm going to lead you, you kind of get excited about that. But sometimes we don't anticipate the difficulty that that brings. But it's good to know that he's with us. And then the final thing here, Mary has offered this wonderful gift, a gift of a sure promise. You see, the angel said, his kingdom will never end. So no matter what happens, God's sovereignty is unshakable. Who God is is firm, and he's a firm foundation for all of us to rest our lives on. And that is our legacy. That's why we come together. We talk about the firm foundation of God. We talk about his sovereignty and the gift that he has given to us in the flesh. And that's what the prophet Isaiah said. He said, Emmanuel, God be with us. God is in the flesh. So let me ask you this. 
What part of those gifts do you need to be reminded about today? What part of those gifts do you need to hold close to your life today? God knows your name, and because he knows your name, you don't need to be afraid. God sees you, and he loves you, and he loves you with kindness. Remember, God loves you simply because he loves you. God knows your next steps. God is able to do more than you imagine, and God's sovereignty is unending. And I love the way this story unfolds. The angel speaks to Mary, gives her a promise, gives her hope. And then in Luke chapter 2, what we see is the fulfillment of that hope. It says this in Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. And so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for him. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, today in the town of David, a Savior is born. He's born to you. And He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And then suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off. And they found Mary and Joseph and a baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary, Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And we say amen to that. The promise, hope fulfilled, fulfilled in God in the flesh, in Jesus Christ. What we want to do right now is we want to take a few moments and we want to let our light shine because that's what this is about. A light came to us. You see, we couldn't get to heaven. There was no way that you could do that on your own. You couldn't work hard enough to get there. 
But heaven came to us. God came to us in the flesh. And that's what we celebrate here in this place. I love the stories of how God moves in people's lives and how he shines the light for us. The Bible says, unless you become like one of these, in Matthew 18, 3, he says, unless you become like a child, you really can't see or experience the kingdom of God. And I can say this in the last several months, especially in the last several months, Annette and I and many of us have been praying over our families, for our kids, for our children, because the days we live are just unsettling. And we want to see God bless you. We want to see God rise up in your home. We want to see salvation come to your life, to your family, to your children. Let that be your heritage. So today, in just a moment, we're going to have our kids help our ushers light these candles. And we're going to share the light of Jesus Christ. A long time ago, when my granddaughter was little, Ella, she went to the park with her grandma. She got out of the car. She was so excited. And she said this. She said, who will be my friend today? Just looking over the park, looking at all the kids there. And her grandma said, well, let's see who's here. You see, isn't that a simple way to shine your light? So if you're a Christ follower in the days ahead and going into a new year, show up wherever you show up and just say, who's going to be my friend today? Who does God want to touch through me today? How and where do I let my light shine? And so we're just going to do that right now. Annette, would you just come? You guys come on up here, and we're going to light candles together. In just a moment, you're going to have those candles come to you. We're going to ask that you put the unlit candle down into the lit candle, just like this. Thank you, Rich. Just like that. And that when that candle comes, when the light comes, do you need some too, Brett? There you go. There you go. The other thing we're going to ask, it's a little crowded, but just keep an eye on the kids, all right? Would you do that? Because I, I know what it was like when I was a kid, and uh, so we're going to ask you to do that. Another thing is, guys or gals, if you put on a lot of hairspray, just duck your head a little bit, all right? Not into the fire, away from the fire. What you're going to see is the room is going to get filled with light. And I love the scripture where John says, In him there is no darkness. There is no darkness at all because he is light. He is the light of the world. It's interesting we do this this time of year because we just went through one of the darkest days, the darkest day of the year. And what we know is even when times get dark, spiritually get dark we know that Jesus is the light and that we can shine that light so what we're going to do is we're going to take time right now let this light shine as we sing this next Christmas song together let's do it
Sing with me, would you just take your light and just lift it up like this? Look around the room and see what it does. It lights up the whole place. Let's sing that first verse again with our light lifted high. Let's do that. Now we're going to finish our candle lighting by just doing something very simple. For those that maybe haven't come to that place of committing as a follower of Jesus Christ and those that are new in their faith, maybe in the last five years, if you're new in your faith, you've only known Jesus for the last five years, would you blow out your candle? Just go ahead and blow that out. Thank you. And I just want to say this to you for those that just blew out your candle. Please keep us honest. We, we need fresh eyes. We need faith that's exciting and alive and passionate. And I know as a new believer, that's what happens in the body of Christ. So please be passionate about Jesus Christ and don't let anyone extinguish that light. Now, for those that have known Christ Jesus for the last, oh, let's say 5 to 20 years. Let's do that. The last 5 to 20 years, just blow out your candle. Would you do that? do that. What I'd like to say to you is, would you be about the business of the kingdom of God? I'm just hoping that in the time that you've known Christ, that you're serving him with all of your heart. Because you get to a certain place in your journey, and you can know all that you know, but you have to give it away. And so whatever it is that God has given you, give to others. Don't be afraid. Give your faith Give your mentoring and your influence to those that are around you and let God work in your life. Please let that happen. Now, for those that um, have known the Lord for 30 to 40 years, would you extinguish your candles? Would you do that? 30 to 40 years? Thank you. Thank you. And I'd ask you just to look around. When you're about the business of your life, just look around and see if someone needs a smile, someone needs a hug, someone needs a touch. Please do that. 
because sometimes we get closed down and we hold things in. Just go ahead and do that. For those that have known the Lord for the last 40 to 50 years, why don't you blow your candle out? Would you do that? 40 to 50 years? Wow, we're getting close here. For those that have known the Lord for the last, let's say, 60 years and less, would you blow out your candle? For those that have known the Lord over 60 years, would you lift up your candle like that? Just lift it high. And I want everyone to look around. This is where you came from, right here. The rest of you have come from these people right here because of their faith. And so I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your faith and your faithfulness and leading us. Many of us have found Christ and we've been welcomed in the body of Christ by you. And so I want to thank you for your faithfulness and all that you've given a community, all that you've given a church. And I want to thank you for all that the things that you have blessed us with. Go ahead and extinguish your candle right now as well. Thank you. Thank you. All of you can just blow out your candle. What a blessing that is. What we're going to ask you to do is you can keep these candles, take them home, and have your own candlelight service. Or if not, on the way out, there'll be ushers that'll be glad to pick these up for you. So what we want to do right now is we just want to finish our time together. Annette, why don't you come on up here? We're just thankful for your families, and we're thankful for the way that, that God has just blessed you and, and filled you and that you would take time and spend time with us tonight. So we're going to close with this song. It's called Joy to the World, but we want to do it this way. We've, we're going to do it a little different. We want all, all the kids, all you kids, come on up here. If you can make your way out, get on up here. There's some jingle bells right up here, right up here. Take all these jingle bells. Go ahead, grab them. Just don't be bashful. Just take those jingle bells. Go ahead and grab one. Grab one right there, yeah. And then come on up here. Step up here. Come on now. Good. All right, shake those. Go ahead. Ring the jingle bells. Start it. Come on now. There you go. There you go. Keep going. Keep going. All right, get on up here. We want you all to get up here. We don't want to leave anyone out. We want to do this right with these kids. All right? So you guys shake those jingle bells, and we're going to close with this song. Do you have bells? Well, I want, yeah, he's missing some. Let's don't. Let's see. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. There's some right over here. Right over here. Yeah. Grab some guys over there. We want to make sure you get those. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Good. Good. There's a few more. All right. Let's do this. Let's finish with joy to the world. Let's do that. Do you want some here? Come here. Let me get by here. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let her receive her King. Let every heart prepare room. And heaven and nature sing. 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 Joy to the earth, the Savior brings the endless songs with joy. While fields and flood, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Let's stand for these last two verses. 
We really do. We pray God's blessing over you. Let's pray right now, and when we're done, we'll just drop those bells back in the baskets. God, help us. Thank you for your blessing in our life. Thank you for becoming flesh on our behalf, living and dying and raising again to give us everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Please let us know if you have questions or would like us to pray with you. You can contact the church office most weekdays at 503-266-4444 and anytime through canbefoursquare.com.